بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا زدنا علما اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم In our life we always look for shortcuts If anybody here has been to high school or been to college you talk to people who are seniors in high school and you say, so, what's your plan? What do you want to do in life? And they say, uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it much. I just want to do whatever will get me the most money, putting in the least amount of effort. We always look for shortcuts. In college, you go to college, same thing. You ask people what, are, what they want to major in. You ask freshmen in college, they say, I don't know. What can I do that's really fast, that doesn't take so much time, but it still pays a lot? Everyone is always looking for shortcuts when you're studying for an exam and someone will come to you or come to a student who I guess knows the material well and they'll say okay I didn't really study much but just tell me just tell me the things I need to know and tell me exactly what I need to do so that I can get an A on the exam so people always look for shortcuts now sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but yeah people look for shortcuts humanity the humankind has a tendency to do that. The humankind has a tendency to do that. Now, the question is that we always look for shortcuts in life. We always look for shortcuts in the dunya. Um, can we look for shortcuts in deen? Do shortcuts exist in deen? Well, let me qualify that statement a little bit. Obviously, we need to do our fara'id, we need to do our obligations, but is there any way, any sort of quick way, that we can get the most reward from Allah Ta'ala in the highest station in Jannah by maybe not doing as much as others? Of course, considering that we've done our obligations, fara'id, everything like that. But beyond that, is there any quick way to get there, to get to the highest stages of Jannah, to get the most pleasure, the greatest pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? There's one time uh, a person came into the masjid, and then he asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Ya Rasulullah, Mata Sa'a. He said, O Messenger of Allah, can you tell me when the Day of Judgment is going to happen? So then, the Prophet said, You're asking such a big question, but have you done anything to prepare for it? You're asking about the Day of Judgment, but what have you actually done to prepare for it? So then the person said, Well, in reality, I haven't really done much. I haven't done so much, so many extra prayers, extra salahs, of course, beyond my fara'id, my fard salahs, nor have I given a lot of extra charity, nor have I done, I haven't done really so much. So, but he said, well, I haven't really done so much, but there is one thing that I have. You know, in every other regard, I haven't really done that much, but there's one thing that I can claim, and that's that I love Allah and His Messenger. Now, we would think that that's not really a big thing. Somebody that's praying all night, every single night, somebody who is fasting all day, every single day, somebody who spends all of his money in charity or her money in charity, those seem those are active actions those seem like they would carry more merit but then with that Arabi that person that Bedouin who came to the Prophet he hadn't really done anything active instead 
what he said was, well, I haven't really done so much. What I do have, though, is that I love Allah and His Messenger. The Prophet ﷺ then said, المرؤ مع من أحبا person will be with whom he loves. The Sahaba were, they heard that and they were shocked. No day had ever come to them in which they were as happy as they were that day. Because everyone is always worried about their akhirah. Everyone is always thinking that what can I do to secure my place in the akhirah. Nobody knew that there was a shortcut. And the shortcut is that if you cultivate love for Allah and His Messenger, you cultivate that love for the Messenger of Allah in your heart, then that's the easiest and surest way to hopefully, inshallah, secure the pleasure of Allah and secure very high places in Jannah. So we always look for shortcuts. This is one shortcut, perhaps, that Allah Ta'ala has given us in our deen. That even if a person hasn't done everything else, even if a person, of course, beyond the obligations, a person hasn't really done so many extra prayers, doesn't really do so many extra deeds, is not really volunteering so much, but if they have that one thing, which is the love for Allah and His Messenger, then that's one thing that kind of suffices for everything else. So as I said in the beginning, as humans, as people, we always look for shortcuts. If we want a shortcut in our deen, something that will get us, hopefully, the furthest with maybe not as not even as much effort as everything else because as I said it's not an active thing to love Allah and His Messenger in the sense that it's not an active action that a person needs to do it's a state of heart, it's a state of mind if we're looking for a shortcut, something that will get us the furthest with not as much effort, then this is our key loving Allah Ta'ala and loving the Messenger of Allah cultivating that love in our heart is one thing that will get us hopefully very very far now, what does it mean to love the Messenger of Allah Let's look at some examples from the, life, the lives of the Sahaba. First of all, let's ask ourselves, why would anyone love someone in the first place? Well, a person might love another because they have a personal connection to that person. Why does a person love um, their mother? Or why does a person love their brother, or their father, or their son? Well, they love them because they have a personal connection to them. That's one reason why somebody would love another. What's another reason why somebody would love another? A person might love another because the other, the other person has done some big favor for them. So why does a person love, again, the mother or the father can fall in this category, or perhaps a teacher, a mentor, why does a person have love in their heart for them? Because that person has done a lot for them. Another, those are two reasons. A third reason, why would somebody love another? A person might love another because maybe that person is, possesses some qualities of excellence. Maybe that person is the best at what they do. So, for example, why does a person love an athlete? because perhaps that celebrity or the athlete is really good at what they do. Maybe they're really good at playing basketball. They're really good at playing soccer. That's why you love them. Now, perhaps people love athletes. Do they have any personal connection to them? No. Did that athlete ever do anything for them? Does that person ever, does that person, did he ever do a favor for them? No. But just because they possess excellence, that's why we love them. So now imagine 
if somebody actually had all of those together in one. They had a personal connection. They've done extraordinary favors for you. And on top of that, they're the best. They possess qualities of excellence. Then what? Then how much would we actually love that person? Right? So a person might love their teacher. A um, person might love their parents, right? Because they have a personal connection or because uh, the teacher or the parents have done great favors for them. Is that, um, do they know that their teacher is the best teacher ever in the world? Um, they might believe that, but have they objectively compared every single teacher in the world with their teaching style? Perhaps not. Person might love their parents. Do they feel that their parents are the best parents in the world? Very much so. Everyone feels that. But then, does, does a person actually know, did he, compare, he or she compare every single parent in their parenting style and their relationship with their children and what they do for them and does, did the person objectively come to that conclusion? Perhaps not. So we might feel that, but do we know that the people that we love are actually the best at what they do? I mean, it could be very likely, but we don't really know that for sure. Now, what if the person that you love is not only someone who did a lot for you, not only somebody that you have a personal connection to, but somebody that's actually the best at what they do. Now let's look at the Prophet ﷺ. Did he possess qualities of excellence? Definitely so. In terms of his physical appearance, in terms of uh, his generosity, in terms of his piety, in terms of his kindness, his friendliness. If we just read the accounts of him, then we're just mind blown. Was he the best at what he did? Yes. Was he the best Prophet? Allah Ta'ala says, the Prophet Sallallahu himself said, أَنَا سَيِّدُ وُلْدِ آدَمْ وَلَا فَخَرُ That I am, Allah Ta'ala has made me the greatest of the creation of Adam. I'm not boasting. That's just a fact. Allah Ta'ala says, تِلْكَ الرُّسُلُ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ Some messengers we've exalted over others. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَ النَّبِيِّينَ عَلَى بَعْضٍ Again, some messengers we've exalted over others. Allah Ta'ala has put the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ahead of all the other Prophets. So we love him, we have a personal connection to him, he's also the best at what he is, the best Prophet. Allah Ta'ala is the one that gave him that status. Do we have a personal connection to him? Allah Ta'ala says the Prophet is closer to the believers than even their own selves. Of course we have a personal connection to him. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for his sacrifice, it wasn't for him dedicating his life, then would we even have the deen that we have today? Would we even be Muslims? No. Did he sacrifice for us? He sacrificed his whole life for us. He has immense favors upon us. So all the qualities that a person would have that would, um, that would render, that would lead to the person loving another, all those are gathered together in the Prophet ﷺ. So now theoretically, at least from just in, in just looking at it rationally, should we love the Prophet ﷺ? Of course. Now let's take a few examples for, from the lives of the Sahaba. How did they love the Prophet ﷺ? Now, the Prophet ﷺ, let's look at one example. There is a Sahabi named Khubayb bin Adi anhu. And then there's another Sahabi who was so then Khubayb bin Adi radiAllahu anhu he was in a, he was with a group of Sahaba one was Asim bin Thabit one was Zaid bin Dathina 
anhum, and there are a few others. So they were apprehended by a group of the non-Muslims, and then they were, and then many of them were killed. Those three were taken, um, at least two of them were taken captive. Now, when they were about Hubay bin Adi anhu, similar to Zaid bin anhu, when they were about to be killed, they're about to be executed by the non-Muslims. They were asked that would you prefer that the Prophet Muhammad be in your place? The kuffar, the non-Muslims were asking them that. They gave a response that stunned the world. And they said that, I mean they both had similar exchanges, uh, uh, they both uh, to effect said similar responses that we would not be comfortable with even a thorn pricking the Prophet with us sitting safe in our houses. Rather, if we would we wouldn't be comfortable with even a thorn pricking the Prophet So how could we ever want the Prophet to be in our place while we're about to be executed? One time Abu Bakr anhu, um, the Sahaba sorry, the non Muslims in Mecca, they're very hostile towards the Muslims. So one time the Prophet was praying and then some of the non-Muslims had done some very bad things. They threw some um, organs of animals on him. One person named Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayyid, he took a cloth and Naudhu Billah, he um, put it around the neck of the Prophet وسلم, and then he um, tried to Naudhu Billah strangle the Prophet Now, when these sorts of things would happen, Abu Bakr anhu stepped up to and he tried to stop them from harming the Prophet he said, Do you kill somebody? Do you try to harm somebody merely because he professes that his Lord is Allah? So Abu Bakr anhu, he tried to stop them, but instead they turned on him, and then they started beating him. They beated him mercilessly until he was knocked unconscious. Now, eventually he woke up. He regained consciousness. And then his family members were around him. They said, are you okay? What, are you okay? What's going on? How are you feeling? The first words that came out of his mouth were, how is the Prophet doing? I won't rest until I see the Prophet I know that he's okay. This is the sort of love that the Sahaba had for the Prophet No, the question is that in the beginning of our discussion right now, we heard that having love for the Prophet is one sort of shortcut to achieve the highest rank, inshallah, to achieve the most pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And then we saw a few glimpses of how the Sahaba had this immense, enormous love for the Prophet Now the question is, is there anything that we can do to gain that love? How can we achieve some, at least, at least some bit, some small degree, of what the Sahaba had, the love that they had for the Prophet What can we do to gain that love? And the answer is that one of the easiest and surest ways to cultivate that love for the Prophet is by doing salawat, by sending durood to the Prophet If we do this, then this is something that will, inshallah, hopefully very easily allow us to gain the love of the Prophet 
So what we'll be talking about in the next few weeks, today we'll just discuss one or two points. In the next few weeks we'll be discussing hopefully the rulings pertaining to sending blessings, sending salutations, salawat on the Prophet We'll be discussing a little bit some of the benefits that arise from sending blessings on the Prophet and how this is one of the greatest acts of worship that we can do. So let's just discuss one thing just to start off the discussion. Now, Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا That indeed Allah and the angels send salawat on the Prophet. O oh, those who believe, you also send salat, send blessings on him and send salutations. That's what the verse says. If we think about this, this is just mind-blowing. Allah Ta'ala again and again in the Quran commands us to do things. Allah Ta'ala tells us to do things. Allah Ta'ala tells us to perform salah. Allah Ta'ala tells us to fast. Allah Ta'ala tells us to be just. I mean, so many things like that. Now, this command though is unique because we don't find in the Quran anything like this where Allah Ta'ala says that indeed Allah sends blessings, sends salat on the Prophet The angels do it. Now if a person just pauses over there then it's very overwhelming to think that what, Allah does this? The angels do it? Now a person is just beginning to process that. Allah Ta'ala then addresses the believers or those who believe you also send blessings on him. You also send salutations on him. So Allah Ta'ala first encourages us to do so by saying that indeed Allah and the angels do it. Then Allah Ta'ala says you do it too. There aren't orders like this in the Quran. Where Allah Ta'ala says Allah does it, the angels do it, so you should do it too. So now this just gives us a glimpse of the magnitude of this action how this is something that's so great. Now, there's a few questions that might arise. One thing is that we see that Allah Ta'ala has honored the Prophet through this verse far more than we don't really see this with anyone else, even with any other Prophet. So, now somebody might ask, wait a minute, if I'm saying that we don't really see this level of honor given to any other Prophet, but what about Adam alayhi salam? Didn't Allah Ta'ala make all the angels prostrate to Adam alayhi salam? That's a pretty big deal. Allah Ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, then Allah Ta'ala وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ سُجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا Allah Ta'ala told the angels to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam. That's a pretty big deal. So some people have asked that why would, isn't that a greater display of honor? That what Allah Ta'ala did for Adam alayhi salam then what Allah Ta'ala then this verse regarding Allah Ta'ala sending blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam well to answer this what the scholars have said is that actually what Allah Ta'ala says about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam far supersedes anything else far exceeds anything else why? because Allah Ta'ala commanded the angels to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam is that something that Allah Ta'ala participated in Himself? No. 
we, Allah Ta'ala does not prostrate to anything. Allah Ta'ala commanded the angels to do something to Adam Islam that Allah Ta'ala does not partake in himself. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala does not prostrate to anyone. Yet Allah Ta'ala honored the Prophet Muhammad in a way that Allah Ta'ala did not honor any other Prophet because Allah Ta'ala himself took part in the blessings that he's sending upon the Prophet Allah Ta'ala honored Adam definitely but in a way that in a way that Allah Ta'ala himself does not take part in. Allah Ta'ala honored the Prophet in a way that he himself takes part in and all the angels take part in. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِي يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِيمُ وَتَسْلِيمًا Oh, those who believe indeed Allah and the angels send salutations, send blessings on the Prophet and the Prophet Oh, those who believe you also send blessings and salutations on the Prophet So now in the coming weeks um, this will be on Thursday nights what we'll be doing is spending a few minutes like we did right now discussing the benefits of salawat. So this week was just sort of an introduction. Now in the coming weeks, as I mentioned, we'll be discussing some of the benefits that arise from this. We'll be discussing some of the rulings pertaining to this. So now what we'll do is we will have a session in which we will actually go through the litany of reciting blessings on the Prophet So what all of us should do is this uh, the session will continue and then for a few minutes we'll have a brief session in which we actually recite salawat on the Prophet So we should all try to engage in this. Now even beyond that, when that finishes, that'll finish in a few minutes. But then we must all make a goal every single day of a certain number of salawat that we do. If we can do a hundred, great. It only takes a few minutes. If we can do two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, a thousand, whatever it is, set a goal and try to remain consistent with it. Then if we do this, then if we do this then hopefully we'll see numerous blessings in our lives so the easiest way to do it is we can just say if we don't know anything else we can just say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anything else that we know we can say Allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad wa barik wa sallam so um, right now what will happen is that salawat will take place so this broadcast will continue and then we'll recite salawat and then thereafter it will end and then everybody is encouraged in your own time set a time every day in which you individually or with your family we recite salawat together hopefully we'll see numerous blessings in our lives and then over the next few weeks we'll discuss what some of those blessings are
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني رضا لا تسخط بعده أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى, وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد 
اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله 
بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الزاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا إله إلا الله شهدت أن محمد رسول الله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات الطيبات الطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الأمين 
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا اللهم بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا أبدا ما أبقيتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من البرس والجنون والجذام ومن سيئ الأسقام اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم الأموات اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين